Welcome to the Mosaic of Marion, a weekly podcast hosted by Dr. Henry M. Meadows, Jr. and presented by Marion Baptist Church in Chatham, Virginia. It is our sincere hope that you'll join us each week as we explore what it means to be part of God's big picture through biblical discussions about the saving power of Jesus Christ and what it means for our lives each and every day, starting today. What up out there, podcast <laughs> land? Bada bing, bada boom. How y'all doing? Hey, we're good. Hey. I'm, I'm good, yeah. With a mouthful of candy. <laughs> I was trying to get it off to the side quickly. Buddy, what are you Did doing? You, you're the one that's pushing start. Oh, yeah, I guess I could have waited. <laughs> eh. Hey, guys, I'm eating a piece of candy. Just fair warning. Not Okay, so here's the conundrum. And it's a that big piece, so enjoy the next 30 minutes. That is the bean of the board. <laughs> He's eating candy, yet just... Literally Started five it. minutes ago, he was doing calisthenics. Yeah, he I, was. I mean, I'm like, are we about to run a marathon or Here's what? The thing. This is the thing. Imagine how fit I would be if I ate well, because I'm doing everything I can now just to maintain, to not gain anymore. But by golly, if I ever get it together on my eating side. I mean, my man's over there, and Mona and I just look at each other going, what is he doing? I got energy. Exactly. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. I mean, he's stretching. What? He's doing jumping jacks. He's doing burpees. He's. I'm like, what are you doing, bro? Just to do a podcast. Yeah, that I'm involves like, sitting, bro. We sit. Right. We we're not running as we do this. <laughs> we you know sitting. No, because then I'd be out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would be as well. So anyway, so we're back in First Peter today. Mm-hmm. Um, had a little conundrum about where we exactly were. Um, we still haven't figured it out. Well, we're going to go with it. Yeah, we are. We we ultimately came to a consensus, at least me and Dan did. I don't know if you're with us on this or not, <laughs> but this is where we're going. Two out of three agree. Hey, right. Meatloaf sang a song, two out of three ain't bad. It <laughs> <laughs> was not expecting a Meatloaf oh, reference today. All right. I'm, I'm, just I'm just saying. I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, that was great. Oh, so let's go with okay, it. Then. <laughs> so Mona's going to read again. What do you want me to read this? Um... I'll start at 14. Okay, start at 14 and read... Through uh, 16. Sure. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah we won't get any We're not going to get farther <laughs> than that. If we do, we can read again, yep. right? Exactly. All right. So First Peter 1, verse 14. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance. But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Since it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you again for your word, and we thank you that as a living word, it never changes, yet it always, always, always reveals something that, uh, that we need to hear. So, Heavenly Father, we just pray that your truth be revealed during this podcast. And, Heavenly Father, we pray that we would answer with obedience your call to be holy. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So Jesus really wants us happy in this life, does he not? What? Wrong. <laughs> no, seriously. Don't we hear that all the time? We hear I just that want to be happy, time. man. Yeah. yeah. It don't says, I be happy for I am happy. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's your interpretation. But I mean, how often do we hear that mess? Yeah. Right, right. Of right. well, God wants me happy. Do whatever makes you happy. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's what we you know, what we live in society yeah. we live in but seriously there are believers that just say all the time i deserve to be happy mm-hmm. mm. god wants me happy mm-hmm. negative right. right god wants you holy yep 
I've said it before, he doesn't really give a rip about you being happy. Mm-hmm. But here's the great thing. When you're holy, yes. you'll ultimately be happy right. inside of his holiness. That's right. I'm going to nitpick a little bit. Nitpick it. I would say that if you're holy, you'll be joyful. Yeah. Yeah. Because happiness depends on your circumstances. Right. You'll be joyful, though. And and I, I can tell you, I've been in some circumstances where I could not be happy, but I was still joyful. You picked you that know. nit well. I, <laughs> I learned from the best. Yes. I <laughs> it, it's true. But so you will still be, I mean, I still will. Sure. Yeah. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. Joyful, much more truthful. Right. Right. But there will still be happiness oh, involved in yeah. it. Your um, face should show that you're you're Yeah, don't sorry. be an Eeyore Christian. <laughs> so best I, we may have done this last week, but it just bear with us doing it. Best definition of holiness. Re- remind us. Yeah. What I think you we had did a really good one, I think, Mona. I did. Yeah, yeah. it was great. I, I hope you remember it. <laughs> no, I do think because I really want to get into the, the steps that I believe are involved holiness. Okay. That it, that's the reason we're going back to holiness. Well, really the basic definition of holy is to be set apart. And so when um, God is asking us to live holy lives, then we are living lives that are set apart from the culture, from the world, um, and lives that um, reflect his um, being set apart. Um, And in his case, from sin and from all of that. And so we strive. We will never become fully holy until we get into heaven. But um, we are striving to become more and more like him and become more and more holy. Dead air is not good. Dan. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was Everybody's looking it. at everybody else. No, I, the only thing I have to add to that, that was fantastic. And I think that was right on with what you said last week. Um, but the, uh, no, I, I think one of the problems that we face uh, among many other ones as as God's people is, on our best days, we're pretty good at saying we're set apart from things. We fail to 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 tell, but also to show what we're set apart for. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it's not just staying away from the things of this world. It's being set aside for a purpose right. yep, absolutely. to glorify God. Yep. So and on Wednesday nights, um, Bruce Crowderfield mm-hmm. is is going through the Book of Romans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. By the way, if you're a member of Mary Baptist Church and you're here. not here on Wednesday nights, right. let me just say this: you're missing it. Yep. Okay, and he dealt with that very thing. Um, in, in Romans chapter 1, Paul, the servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God. Mm-hmm. Pharisees, in their very definition, mm-hmm. meant to be set apart from something, from things. But Paul says, I'm set apart for the gospel. Mm-hmm. And so, and and I really think a lot of us. I mean, I, I've I've been reading a lot about um, um, how our lives should be, and and a major part of our life of bearing fruit is winning souls. And you're set apart for the gospel. Yes. Mm-hmm. And part of the gospel means you share it. Right. Yep. And and we don't. Yep. We wonder why our churches are failing. We wonder why Absolutely. our society looks like it looks with all that we're dealing with. And I don't. I, I, that's not a political statement. That's just. My lanta. Say that's just facts. That's just facts. <laughs> because if you're a believer, the things happening in this world today ought to be cutting completely <laughs> into your heart of going, "Oh my goodness." Yes. And I'm set apart for the gospel, and the only chance 
anybody has that how to get out, out of here alive is through Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. That's right. You're, you're just not gonna do it. Right. Yeah. So I want to um, let's talk about. I believe holiness involves three things, and we can talk about each three. Number one, I believe holiness involves submission. Mm-hmm. Thoughts. Well, I mean, it has to because if you aren't submitted to living the as God desires for you to live, if you're not submitted to his will in your life, if you're not submitted to his desires for your life, um, then you're going to be pursuing your own desires and passions. And that, by our very nature, just leads us away from being set apart for the gospel. It's just, it's our nature. It's the world around us that influences us. And so if we're not submitting to Jesus, then we're not going to be set apart. Submitting to Jesus is living out Galatians 2.20. Uh, come on, read it. Go, go find it, read it. I'll it. <laughs> well, so it says... Oh, just quote it. Yeah. <laughs> but now that you've told me to, I won't be able to. But um, <laughs> see, I can't. I'm t- drawing a total blank. Even though I do know... Huh? I have been crucified with Christ. Yep. Mm-hmm. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. But, and that's the truth. I of love the, that verse. Yes. And it has come to mean so much to me in the last um, years of being here and under your teaching, honestly, and memorizing it, which I do have it memorized, just not on the I'll spot. I put you on the spot. I know. <laughs> but, but the life that I now live in the flesh, we are still living in the flesh. Yeah. And we do still struggle against the flesh. We were just talking about that um, recently on Wednesday night with with Bruce, that um, as Paul was writing, he talks about his struggle with the flesh. And so we do still struggle with the flesh. But when we are submitted, then it's not us who are living. We're not living our own lives. We're living for Jesus's in us. What about the person who says, Dan, I have my rights? <laughs> well, here's the beautiful thing. You don't. <laughs> um, no, if you are a Christ follower, then you, you have to acknowledge that when he paid that debt, you lost all rights. Yeah. Now, the beautiful thing, and this is what I, it goes great with what we were talking about earlier about being holy and being happy when you're holy. The beautiful thing is, if you want true freedom, you only find it through submission. That's right. And we get that twisted so often. Uh, (laughs) But it's just, it's one of those things, you know, again, and and apparently I'm the, but in America guy, but but in America, we we want to celebrate freedom while all the time um, becoming slaves to things that are detrimental to us, the things of this world, instead of finding real freedom through submission to Jesus Christ. All right, a couple of things. Absolutely. So he, here's what it comes back to. Bruce has given us a lot of I'm mm-hmm. telling you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't even have a church in, in or if you're at a church and y'all don't have Wednesday night services, I'm telling you, come. you need to come to Marion on Wednesday nights because Bruce is going through Romans. And I mean, he's almost going word by word. <laughs> yes. We may be in it for 10 years. <laughs> but anyway. It's going to be covered. But I mean, seriously, it is tremendous. Um. In verse 5, he says, through whom we have received grace. That's where he talks about 
He continues mm-hmm. to sin. He needs yep. grace on the daily yep. reg and apostleship to bring about, and here's submission, obedience to the faith. Yeah. I've said it before many times, and it is still true. Yeah. The key word for the Christian is not faith mm-hmm. yep. or trust. Right. The key word for the Christian is obey. Yep. Right. Yep. That's the key word. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Dan, going back at you, bro. Oh, gracious. <laughs> you Take just said all you said that I don't have right. any rights. Right. Yep. In Psalm 37, verse 4, the Bible says, Delight yourself in the Lord. He will give you the desires of your heart. Okay. If I don't have any rights, then why is the Lord giving me what what I'm asking him for? Because at that point, and and thankfully I have someone who has taught me this. (laughs) What it's referring to is the fact that you're so submitted and in lockstep with Jesus, with God, that your desires and his desires align. So you're still in submission. You're you're saying, Lord, whatever you want, let it be. But you're so aligned with him that it becomes what you want too. Yeah, or, or you're just so aligned to your God. Here's what I would love. And God's like, oh, yeah. you know what? That is just happens right. to be exactly that, what yeah. I want for you. <laughs> right. It's almost as if you're led by the Holy Spirit to I like that. You have a very good teacher. Whoever <laughs> told you that is, is tremendous. <laughs> he don't know no English, but he's pretty good. <laughs> He's terrible at English grammar, but buddy, get him some Greek words and he'll study them <laughs> to the nth degree. <laughs> but it's serious. That is what submission is. It's saying, God, I, you're either a slave to sin or you're a slave mm-hmm. to Jesus. Yes. Yeah. And being a slave yep. means being in obedience mm-hmm. and submitted mm-hmm. to the will and the way and the work of another. Right. Yes. That's a good definition. Yeah. Now, the slave to sin is a horrific way to live. Right. But slavery to Jesus is the most exhilarating. For, yes. And it's a, it's a conundrum mm-hmm. just to hear it. I'm a slave to Jesus. Right. Yeah, but he's a good, good father mm-hmm. and a good, good master. Right, Absolutely. right. And he wants what is best for you. See, we've so let the enemy dictate mm-hmm. to us that submission to Jesus puts you in bondage and he's mm-hmm. he's just trying to keep a man down. Right. He wants yep. to keep you from having fun. He wants to keep you so Eeyore-ish. Mm-hmm. And that is so far, as I read scripture, my Bible says, the thief cometh to steal, mm-hmm. kill, and destroy. So that anything the enemy has for you that he says is tremendous or great or wonderful is actually harmful. Mm-hmm. Yep. But Jesus said in that second part of John 10, 10, mm-hmm. I have come so that they may have life and have it more abundantly. Right. So that what G- what the enemy tells you that Jesus gives you that is boring and no good and just trying to keep him having fun is actually totally opposite. It's to make you have an abundant life that is full and free in him. Yeah. Hello. Mm-hmm. And exhilarating. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. We're just stupid. <laughs> Well, and I think, you know, we talk about the Christians who who view it as kind of this buffet that they can pick and choose from. What's always left there on that buffet is the obedience, and that's why we're missing out so often Mm -hmm. is because we refuse to submit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so let's move on to the second one. So the second point, I believe, holiness involves also not only submission but separation. Mm Mm-hmm. I believe we've lost this a little bit because we go to extremes. Mm-hmm. Now, you got to fish where the fish are. Yeah. Okay? So walk with me out here. If I'm going to a, a pond, a lake, a river, the ocean, wherever, 
I just can't go anywhere and expect to catch fish. Right. If there are no fish in that area, yep. then I'm not going to catch a fish. Makes sense. Makes sense. Okay? <laughs> so I have to at least visit where the fish are. Right. But I don't set up my house right. and my home where the fish are. Right. We've, we've lost this um, idea and connotation and thought process of separation. Whereas our Bible says, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17, Therefore go out from among them and be ye separate. Yes. Which is the very definition of... Of holiness. Right. Right. I was going to say, when you said separate, I wanted to say, well, duh. <laughs> because we said the meaning, definition of holiness is set that, apart. do we? But no, we don't. We don't. I have made more people mad at times when I tell people, if you're a believer, your best friend mm-hmm. should not mm-hmm. be an unbeliever. Absolutely. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. They, you're going in opposite directions. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. And people get so mad. Well, and then they get this whole haughty. Well, how am I ever going to win them to Jesus? I didn't say never talk to them. Right? Don't be not friends. Yep. I didn't say don't be friends. Yep. Right? But how is your best friend the one you spend the most time mm-hmm. with? Yeah, I mean, let's best friends have that connotation, right? Mm-hmm. Of being the one you spend you you love the most, yeah. you like the most, you've got the most in common with. How can you say you have the most in common with somebody? Yep. That your ultimate end game right, and final destination yep. is not the same place. Right. Yep. Rip on it. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, I'm going to go there. Um, so, I mean, I, because as you're saying this, all that I can think of is being what I was taught as I was growing up as far as marriage also. That how can you be married to some buddy who is not does not share that salvation and that um, desire to live for Jesus and that end game of going to heaven and when you are separated when you don't share that then you, um, it just doesn't make any sense but um, but as go ahead no, you're not saying this as like you'll never lead that person to Jesus right there are times that I that, do know right. of married uh, of a, a saved person marries right. an unsaved, and the unsaved gets saved. That happens. Right. But I'd be willing to bet my next couple paychecks. That's not the overwhelming majority. Majority, right? right. That would be an exception. Yeah. Um, so as we think about you know being separate and who are who do we hang with and who do we um, interact with the most, if we are interacting with people who, who, in, whose life is not centered on Jesus, then they can't feed into our lives anything mm. biblical. They can't feed into our lives anything that lines up with Jesus. And so what are you gaining from that? Mm. And so, yes, you can feed into their life, but they're not feeding into you and you need that. And so, yeah, that's what, I don't know what else <laughs> Well, you know, my mom used to say a lot of times to me, and they would drive me bonkers. I'm like, here we go again. <laughs> you know, you lay down with the dogs, you're going to get fleas. Yeah. Yep. yep. And, and, you know, just it's, it's yeah. so true, though. I've seen it lived out. Yep. And you are you become who you hang out with mm-hmm. a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You hang out with, with people that have... Yeah, I told you guys, you know, when I was in the far country and I wasn't living for Jesus like I should... 
man, there, there were some guys that I hung around with that were really striving to be godly. I had a filthy mouth. Mm. They hung around me for a while. They, you, yep. you could yep. hear their language turn more like my language. Yep. And that, I look back now and I'm going, man, I was such a sorry excuse for a Christian at that point. But I was in the far country. Right. And I didn't lose my salvation. Right, right. Um, but I was in the far country. Right. And you do. You end up, like you just said, you end up a lot of times acting like those yep. that you associate yep. with the most. Right. And, and I've been in situations where um, I have had to pull away from friends because um, I knew that uh, when we were, t- one friendship in particular, I knew that when we were together, all we did was gossip about people. Hmm. And so I knew that that wasn't pleasing to God. And so I knew that I couldn't spend that much time with her, that I couldn't spend that much time talking to her. Because when I did, I fell into that sin of gossip that I would not do if I wasn't with her. And so um, as hard as it is to pull away from things like that, you have to. Um, And so and even just being separate from people as far as, um, you know, just... Even if they're watching the, we talked about this on a couple episodes ago that, you know, not watching the things that other people are watching and saying, sorry, I, I can't come to that event because I don't want to watch that movie. Can I, can I just make a statement? Mm-hmm. It's, it, and I'm not being mean. It's like Yellowstone. Yep. Now I know that people are going to go crazy. I tried mm-hmm. to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. In the first 10 minutes, I heard the F bomb uh-huh. about 45 <laughs> times mm-hmm. and, and I'm not lifting me up. Okay, I'm not. I'm not holier yeah. now. If you watch it, that's between you and God. But I'm telling you, I don't want to hear that mess. Yeah. And it seemed like it was in their contract. Yeah. Yeah. They had to say that every they fourth their word. Count. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, I can name several shows that are same, same, same. And people that I considered strong Christians. So how, whatever their convictions are. But for me, my conviction was I couldn't watch that. Right. I mean, you look, you, yeah, you got to live your life. Right. My conviction was right. That's I'm not watching God, that show, right? Because yeah. I don't want to hear that word. Yeah. But in order to be separate, if the Holy Spirit is convicting you, then you have to follow the Holy Spirit. End of the story. In a statement, I mean, you just have to. And it's, well, I, the the two words that, that keep coming to mind. Um, there's a difference. I, I, I want to get back to something you, you said a little earlier. The difference is. Visit, visit with a purpose, and that purpose yeah. should be to share the gospel. But when that change comes, that's because you started to dwell. Yeah. And so, it, again, it has to do with that heavenly citizenship. You're starting when when you say, "Well, I'm going to dwell here," which means, you know, your long term serious relationships, whether it be a friendship or whether it be marriage, um, things like that. You're saying, "Okay, I'm going to to start." accepting the things that are, are set apart for citizens of this world and not citizens of heaven. And that's where that change comes is your, you may say it's no big deal, but I believe your identity starts to change when you dwell in those places that do not, or with those people who do not grow you closer to God. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But once again, and I'm, I'm stressing this, you still got to go fishing. Right. Absolutely. absolutely. Visit. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. You still yeah. got to go fish, Yeah, but you, you don't, dwell there abide right, there right. Mm-hmm. i mean because then you get in a case like lot yeah i'm willing to also put money if i were betting man i promise you i'm not <laughs> i work too hard for my money and i'm not giving it to nobody when him and abraham were standing up on that cliff or on that hill looking out at the plane mm-hmm. 
And he said, I'm going over there because it reminds me of, and he tried to be real religious. If you, you go read it there. He said, it reminded him of Egypt and the Lord's garden. Mm -hmm. There's a, he, he tried to put a religious spin <laughs> yeah, on it. Right. <laughs> had he, had you asked him, like you're going to go that way, I'm telling you in about five years or whatever it mm -hmm. took, you're going to be living in that and you're going to be okay yeah. with that. Now, I understand it's going to bother you, but you're still going to accept yep. that old yep. lifestyle and all that stuff. He would be, no, I'm not. And my, right. I'm going there. Right. I need, here it is. I'm going to be the shining light of God <laughs> in that area. Yep. 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 Bro, your son-in-laws laughed at you yep. when you said God was going to bring judgment. You were not a yep. shining light. You were bare, You were the candle at the very bottom of the candle mm -hmm. when it's about to go out. The wick is almost gone and there's no wax there. You were that light, yep. bro. Mm -hmm. yep. And that's what we do. That yep. was a really good illustration. <laughs> Yep. Glad we recorded it. I'm glad we got that. <laughs> it, but I promise you that he would have never said that. And yet, yeah. and, and then his wife looks back uh -huh. when the angel had just said, don't, don't look back. Yeah. Right. And why does she look back? Because that's where her heart was. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yep. It wasn't with her husband and her kids going that way. Of course, had to rip her daughter, the daughter's way. And then, then oh, my land. we know what all happened right. with that mess. Right. Yee! <laughs> It's another good word. So anyway, how much more time we got? Uh, we got we got a good five minutes. Okay, well, good. Let's get to the last word. Right. And then we get to the third word that holiness involves, and that's sanctification. Mm -hmm. So, Mona? <laughs> so, I picked on Dan the last uh, yeah, two times yeah. a little bit. Okay. Give me sanctification. Well, sanctification is um, the process by which we become more and more like Christ. And so... Once we have been saved, immediately at salvation, we become justified. Whereas um, when God looks at us, he doesn't see us as sinful. He sees Jesus' right, Jesus's righteousness mm -hmm. on us. And that process of sanctification begins immediately. Mm -hmm. And so that process of sanctification is um, when God is molding us and making us so that we become like Christ. And it, it is a process, and it is a lifelong process. And and as I said earlier, that we don't reach full sanctification right. until we get into heaven. There are people who say you will, but you don't. They're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, uh, and so that sanctification. If we're not living in that sanctification, if we're not allowing God to mold us and make us, then we're not set apart for Him because that's that by being set apart. We are allowing God to make us more holy, make us more like Christ, have the um, fruit of the Spirit more evident in our lives. Those are the things that we are to strive for. You act like I'm just going to come out with something all of a sudden. No. Uh, well, what, you know, it should be our goal to to strive for that sanctification, to, yeah. to, to draw closer. But I, to be honest, I think there's a lot of Christians out there that are terrified of it. Not that it won't happen. They're terrified. It will happen because they don't have a correct understanding of what it is. Mm -hmm. It's not this, again, it's not this fake religiousness or yeah. piousness or refusal to enjoy life, quite the opposite. But I think we're so scared that if we start really getting into his word, because we know it'll change us, we're terrified 
of what it'll mean will become. We're, we're not scared that God doesn't hold his promises true and, and, and doesn't follow through. We're terrified he will. And we're, I, terrified we, we're terrified that we know he absolutely will. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, I literally have had people go, I know if I do that, I have to change and I don't want to change. Yeah. Right. You want to go to hell just because you yeah. don't want to change? Yeah. Right. Man, you crazy. Right. And so as believers, we should be able to look back and see the things that God has changed in mm. our lives. See the ways we used to behave that we no longer do. See the things that used to be important to us that are no longer important mm. to us. Um, and so, you know, we and we you talk a lot about being self-aware and we need to be self-aware. Yeah. We need to examine ourselves and see, have I indeed become more and more like Christ in my Christian life? Can I look back and see that I have indeed changed and that things have changed? And yes, we still have a long way to go, but um, we should be able to look back and see evidence of that. And that's not egotistical to say, I'm not that dude. We talked about last Mm -hmm. night, this, this is Thursday, we're taping this, and we talked about, I made the comment again, I was a really good hellion there for a while. Right. Yeah. I want to be a better Christian than I was a hellion. Right. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Yep. I w- and, and there are things about that life, and this is a reason that I know that I know that I know that I'm saved. <laughs> I'm not like that dude. Yeah. I don't have the desires that right. I had back yeah. then. Right. Yep. 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 My desire is to please God now. Mm-hmm. Although I fail on the daily regular, mm-hmm. my desire yep. is to please God. Right. Yep. That's not who I was when I was in the <laughs> yep. far country, I promise you. Right. So... No matter how many people that offends or hurts the feelings of, I know I'm going to heaven Mm -hmm. because biblically Mm -hmm. there's been a change. If there's no change, there is no Christ. Right. Yep. Yep. So. (laughs) (laughs) So I was going to ask you, you know, is there like a verse that you might would know that would tell us that this process occurs and that, you know, just just a verse or something. I don't know. Romans, maybe somewhere around (laughs) chapter eight. Holy. Why don't you go there? You know, verse <laughs> 28 through like 30. You know my brain isn't functioning today, right? No, it's not. I will admit, <laughs> you are struggling a little bit today. I know. And so then you throw things out there like that. I mean, it's one of your favorite verses of all of scripture. You just love it. And it's, you know, it's I a, do. You've, <laughs> we thought you. I thought you did. <laughs> what verse did you say? Romans 8, 28 and 29. Oh, well, this. See, this is the thing, because we have Romans 8.28 memorized, but we don't have Romans 29 memorized. And so 8.29, so, and that's the problem. I need to have that memorized. So Romans 8.28 says, we know. Is she blaming me for not memorizing <laughs> Romans 8.29? No, I think she's being very self-aware in recognizing okay. her own failure to do so it. So Romans 8.28, <laughs> everyone knows that that verse says. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good mm. for those who are called according to his purpose. That's a believer's right. verse. Right. Because you cannot claim that if you're an unbeliever. No. For those who love God. Right. So um, and we claim that. And we, it's and like we, Philippians 4, 13. Right. I can do all <laughs> things through Christ who strengthens me. I can hit this drive in this golf course 497 yards. If I just trust the Lord, right. I don't think God That's gives a real about Paul your golf game. Had in mind. And, so, and we do. And yes, it's true that, that God is going to work the things that are in your life out for, for good. But 
that might not happen until you die and go to heaven. What is the good? And so verse 29 gives the good. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined, here it is, to be conformed to the image of his son, in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And so to be conformed to the image of his son, that is the good. And so our circumstances may never become good. Our circumstances may never change. But in the midst of those circumstances, hopefully you will be changed and you will become more like Jesus. Mm. And, and I will never forget the pastor's wife that in, at our church in Ohio who gave us a beautiful example of that as she was dying, literally dying of cancer. What she said was, I choose joy. Why? Because her circumstances weren't going to change. But God was changing her so that she could focus on the things of God and living the way that God wanted her to in spite of the cancer. Can I, for, at Marion, we had mm-hmm. a, a, a gentleman die here from cancer, uh-huh. and he told me this literally five days, I think, before he died. He said, Hank, if I could even give cancer up, I wouldn't because it's drawn me yep. closer mm-hmm. to the cross and to Jesus. Yep. I mean, so then I just started boohooing. Right. He's like, I'm serious. Yeah. It's made my walk. Mm-hmm. He goes, although I've been in this house now for six months and hadn't been able to get up, it's drawn my walk with my Savior right. much closer. Right. It's not me crying. It's you crying. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how you that's that's how you know where your heart is. Is do you have that desire to draw closer, or do you want to be comfortable? Yeah. Those are your options. I mean, and and so. In a circumstance that's not as heavy, but um, when we moved from Ohio to Virginia and, um, you know, our kids were in going into middle school and going into becoming a sophomore. And my words to them were, this can either kill your faith or build it because you can either dwell on the fact that you are being ripped away from everything that you have ever known. We had been at the same church for 12 years. They grew up there. Um, or you can accept it as this is what God, it wasn't the Air Force moving us, it was God. And you can allow it to build your faith. You can allow it to conform you to the image of God, of Christ. And so, and I think I can look at my kids and say it was a struggle and it was a journey, but I can say that they, that it did, that it grew their faith. And, and we have to make a conscious effort of that. Um, but that is the good that Romans 8, 28 is talking about. Absolutely. All right. Big thoughts. Come up with something else after that. Uh, you knew this was coming. Just I, I know um, it's been three years and it still cuts to me. Once off again, track. I'll jump in. <laughs> no, um, you know, I was I was thinking back to to us talking about you know the fishing and and dwelling versus visiting and all of that. Um, you know, it it can sound well. What do we do about that person that that we? we know does not have a relationship with Jesus Christ and we care about them, but it is kind of like the person Mona was, was talking about, but we can't be part of their lives. We can't allow ourselves because of, of, of past or because of what happens when we're around them. I don't want anybody thinking all hope is lost. The most powerful thing you can do in that, that point is pray. Yeah. There, 
I don't care who it is. You can pray for them without allowing them to influence you. And Mona didn't say she never saw right, her absolutely. She minimized right. Yeah, right, the amount of right. time. Yep, yeah. So, absolutely. yeah, don't ever yeah. think yeah. we're saying, oh, just cut yourself yeah. off right. from that person. Right. No, because the ultimate end game is, and I'm not talking about this woman. She may mm-hmm. have been a believer. Right. But the ultimate end game is to win them to Jesus. Yeah. Right. yeah. So you don't just cut yourself yeah. off from yeah. them. Yeah. I mean, you've you got to still go fishing. But that prayer is, right. that's, that's. I would say, regardless, that's the most powerful oh, thing you absolutely. can do. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I talked to a lady yesterday that's going through some issues and some whatever, and and ultimately, I said, "Look, your most powerful weapon and your only weapon is prayer. Mm-hmm. Yep. You, you can't do what it is you're trying to do. Yeah. You can't do it. Yep. Only thing you can do is pray. Yep. Right. So I would go back to um, what it says in verse um, 15, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy. The whole basis of this is because this is God's character and God wants us to be like him and live like him. And so I'll go back to what we, we say over and over again, because it's worth repeating that if we don't know God as holy, we won't be able to be holy. If we don't know God as an all of his different characteristics, kind of like studying his names, then we can't be like him. And so if you don't have a good grip on God's holiness and what that means about God, study that. Mm. And then you'll be able to know what it means for yourself. Well, you just took mine. (laughs) I'm kidding. Here's mine. We need more people to go fishing. Yeah. Yep. And I don't mean just fishing, fishing, as <laughs> yeah. in fishing for the lost, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will make you fishers of men. Yep. Your holiness and desire to be more like Jesus should drive you. Yep. Why? Because remember what Jesus said. I did not come to be served, but to serve. Yep. And then he said in that great text when he was dealing with Zacchaeus, the son of man came to seek and to save that which yes. was lost. Yep. And in our sanctification and in being holy, if we're striving to be like him, our desire should be what his desire was and his reason for coming to seek and to save the lost. Now, we don't save them. We lead them. Mm -hmm. We need more folk to go fishing. That's right. Absolutely. Let's pray. Father, we love you. God, help us to be holy for you are holy. And God, wherever that leads, we follow. And God, we love you today in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hey, I'm Hank Meadows. I am um, senior pastor of Mary Baptist Church. I got my home slice to Hey Girl over there, Miss Mona. <laughs> hey, hey. I got El. I got El Bino over there, the bean of the board. Yep, yep. Um, thank you guys for being here today, and um, see you next time. Bye, y'all.